we're back in with two Bs on a pod. Brandon, it's good to be back. That was Ooh. my fault where we missed a week, but we are back on the horse. Who's counting? Yeah, who's, who's counting? counting? Yeah, who's counting? But today is a very special episode. Um, this is probably have our most esteemed guest thus far. I hope you're excited for it, Brandon. Um, this guest has been a coach, I think, in many facets. He's coached me. I think he's coached you. I. Oh, yeah, yeah, he has. <laughs> he also has, has coached many different sports. Um, I know he's told me he's missed coaching and hopes to one day get back into it. And so without further ado, let's introduce Coach, a.k.a. Damon. Damon, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for joining us. Damon. Thanks for having me on, guys. Brandon, I like how you've forgotten that I was your coach. <laughs> it was a long time ago. <laughs> I had to make sure because that was cross-country, right? Yes. Cross-country, right? And track. And, and track. track. And then he coaches basketball, coaches life, coaches kids. Coaches children. Well, I'm just excited to be on your guys' pod, been a loyal listener, and just was waiting for the call to see when it's my turn to come on, too. Awesome. A loyal listener. We <laughs> like that. So th one of the 20. Yes. We're trying to season ourselves up first before we brought in the professional, you know? Yeah, yeah. But um, today, I think we have some fun stuff planned. Before we get to that, you have how have you guys been? Summer, the sun's out. You guys been feeling good or busy? I know, Damon, you went on a trip. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I got to go to Japan for a little bit. That Ooh, was cool. super fun. Japan. Although Brandon's now taking my moniker of super cool. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> Steal it before you do. <laughs> and then uh, we also got to go to Joshua Tree to do a little bit of camping. Oh, so nice. it's, oh. And then uh, jury duty thrown in the middle of there. So it's been, it's been a busy, already interesting summer. Okay, so in Japan, I know the food is great and even like the convenience store food is great. But for you, what is like the best thing to eat there like if oh. someone were to ask you that never gone or i've never gone what would you say like okay if you don't get a chance to eat anything else what is the one thing that you got to eat okay so i think my experience is a little jaded too because we got to go to a michelin star restaurant oh, for this one but uh yeah, it up. we we got to eat udon from a michelin well, okay not michelin star but they had they were on the michelin guide oh dang uh, for still. udon because I feel like here in America, there's varying qualities of udon. It's really sure. hard to get a you know a really good bowl of udon. But yeah. there it was just like, oh my gosh, this is the best I've ever had. So oh. you could like really tell how much better it is. Oh, definitely you could tell. And it was cool because at the restaurant that we went to, you could see the chef in the back. He was stretching the noodles out and oh, dang. hand making oh. their noodles too. So I think that's pretty unique. But so was, noodle alone or like the whole composed dish? Like well, if you were to take those noodles and bring them here. They would be pretty good. Oh. Um, they'd be up there. Because I think that's something here, too, that's difficult. It's just the texture of the noodles, it mm. varies, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But just the way that they composed the dish as well as the texture of the noodles is just like, oh, wow, this is like Dang. the best. Japan doesn't use those frozen noodles. <laughs> I know. Those frozen <laughs> packets that you could get. Although some of those are pretty good, but I'm sure it doesn't compare. <laughs> doesn't compare. Yeah, not even close. Like those, I, I think we're going to do some ratings later. Those... Those package noodles would be like a one, and these would be like a thousand. <laughs> oh, dang. All right. Well, that is something to look forward to and try. Oh. Brandon, how have you been doing? I just got back from the beach, and I am burnt toasty. I am... And you love the sun. And, okay. Okay. <laughs> Calm, yeah, okay. Mr. Allergic to the sun. Yeah. Contact, uh, okay. Yeah. Being in the sun sucks now as an adult. For whatever reason, I now have this condition, and 15 minutes of exposure of direct sunlight, no bueno for the skin, so I have to take drugs or sunscreen or something. And so I did... Half of that yesterday, the other day, was I took drugs, 
and only got sunburned a little bit. So I am toasty. You know, when you first told me that you were allergic to the sun, not that I thought you were lying, but I was like, how are you allergic to the sun? But then we went to the beach and I saw like mm-hmm. your foot just like past the shadow of the canopy and just like to difference in color, <laughs> right where the where the shade ended, I was like, "Oh, he's actually like really allergic to it." <laughs> the summer of twenty fifteen changed my life, Brett. <laughs> I cannot tell you how my life is so much different. Well, I, I, okay, I'm laughing now, but in the moment, I I wasn't laughing at you. <laughs> I, I I was actually amazed, like, "Oh my gosh, that's pretty crazy!" Like, it was as if someone used a red marker and just drew a line where like you were in the sun and when you weren't. It's. Yeah, living with it for now for like eight years is like, okay, I have to make lifestyle changes to like everything now. I know that's so intense, but um, I'm sure all the people that you went with had a good time. It was awesome for you to do that. The beach is good. We just want to relax, be in the water, chill in the sand, and then go home and get clean. You know, like it, it was just a great day to just be in the sun. And it was, it wasn't too bad. It was a nice day. It wasn't it was hot. a nice day. It wasn't too hot. The, the following days, it's been like gloomy. So uh-huh. yeah, yeah, waiting for that summer sun to finally come out. I know. I know. Get that June gloom out the way. Our pool has definitely not been used th- oh, yeah, as much you this got year. A pool, <laughs> dude. I think it's gonna. I, it's, it has to get hot. It'll get hot. Oh yeah, July. And then will we'll be, be like scorching. <laughs> why, why can't it go away? <laughs> but yeah, um, Brandon, you have a, a little activity or game. Whoa, for whoa, us whoa! To but do. how are you doing? Oh, how am I time doing? Out, time I, out. I was, I was just, I, I just ready Too to excited. get to business. Yeah, get ready for this conversation. For me. I feel like this is the first time in a while where there's been no breaks mm, like yeah, in, in a lot of facets of my life. You're going for it. Because I think especially coming out of like, and I hate to always bring it back to like the COVID year, but like it seemed like everything came to a pause and then it was like a slow ramp up for everything to get back to normal. And so like this is the first time where I feel like it's been like, oh no, it is in the heat of everything, work, marriage, friend stuff, other obligations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's just like, oh my gosh, it's crazy. But um, it's all good stuff. I, I could tell that my capacity, my social capacity and just my capacity <laughs> in general has decreased <laughs> as I've gotten older. Because sometimes I'm just like, I really don't want to do anything, but I have to. And, and you're so, not even old yet. <laughs> I know. <but> I'm <laughs> Preach to the choir over there. <laughs> I got 10 years on you, Brett. So you're tr- that's true. And that's why I actually started to work out and get in shape because I was like, if I'm on the trajectory that I am, <laughs> oh man, I am going to go quick, but um, I'm trying to ramp up and get more energy and be more active because I don't even have kids yet and I'm tired. So can't imagine what it's like for you, Damon. But it's good because I can see the results on you and it's kind of motivating me to try to work out a little bit more too. I was like, dang, Brett's getting kind of buff. I need to catch up. Well, okay. I would trade the little amount of muscle that I gained for some of your like stamina. Like, Cardio. Yeah. Car- your just ability endurance. to yeah, endurance just to go because ah, dude, that is like, I can't, I can't do that. I don't know if I've ever seen you tired in my life. Really? Like, I feel like, like I'm always tired. <laughs> like, maybe physically drained, but like, I've never seen you like, wear and tear of that. You know, it's like the Hulk when they say, how do you get angry? He's like, I'm always angry. <laughs> he's like, You're just always tired. <laughs> that is okay. true. I think even when he's tired, he doesn't seem tired until I don't it's register, probably yeah. like the point where he crashes. But like, other than that, he just is used to it. You don't, you don't stay awake in your bed for 15 minutes trying to sleep. You just, as soon as your head hits the pillow, you're done. 
I'm I came fall asleep pretty easy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I mean, always tired. Also, he has three kids, so I'm pretty sure by the time everyone goes to bed, he's like, "Okay, I'm ready to go to bed." <laughs> the screaming is done. <laughs> well, it also doesn't help that I wake up pretty early too. Yeah, so true. by the time yeah, it's yeah. nighttime, it's like, "Oh, they're down. I'm I'm out too." Yeah, you've probably been up for like <laughs> say bedtime eighteen hours. <laughs> All right, Brandon, you got a little game or activity for us to do today? Yes, we are going to punch it with another Bro Bash Bro 3.0. Okay. So we're changing it up again if we have those faithful listeners who know the difference. Uh, so what we're going to do is we have each thought of, of two questions that we're going to ask each other, and the other two have to rate one out of ten their answer for that specific question. So, for example, if I were to say if you were to rate in and out out of one to ten, your answer would be... And then you say whatever it is. Mine would be ten. I mean, that's a good. That's a good answer. Yeah. Mine would be nine point seven. Oh. Wow. Going to the point, the decimal points. We can decide if we want to go that that route, but you, it could be whatever answer. Whatever you want. answer you want, one through ten, it could be zero point zero three. However, you want to do it. I think if you would have asked me like five years ago, it would have been a ten. But you know, with inflation and everything, you're right. That zero point three. It, it affects <laughs> it. It affects it. It's with like inflation, it deflates our ratings. Because <laughs> you know, normally on Father's Day at church, we've been getting a five dollar gift know. card to in and out and this year they didn't do it because I think $5 doesn't go that far anymore. <laughs> you could buy fries. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I will start this off and I'll ask you guys. Uh, I'm going to start off with a little silly one just to see what you guys would do. Okay, out of 1 through 10, your success, what do you think are your odds of talking your way out of an insane asylum? Oh, gosh. 1 out of 10. And 10 is being a six, like you're ten able is to like, do it. 10 you're you out, get no out. problem, you just stroll right out. And one is you're there for the rest of your life. Dude, I'm going to say, I have confidence in myself. I'm going to say an eight. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty high. I feel like I'm a 10. <laughs> I, I, I think I could talk my my way out of it. Hey, I don't easy. belong here. Let me out. And then you're like, okay, Damon, that's you're, what, you're done. That's what they all say. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's impressive. Yeah. Really high scores. Well, Either that or you view us as crazy. That, yeah. that I, feel like, I, I feel like it'd be hard. I, was gonna say, I don't feel like I'm that crazy. Out. So just rational thought should be able to get me out, right? Yeah, that's true. I, I, don't, I don't know. I feel like that'd be a nightmare for a lot of people. How do you get out? I'm normal. That's what they're, that's what they're saying there anyway. But That's true. But I guess I would hope if they compare, like, if they see how you're behaving compared to some of the other people, they might be like, okay, maybe this guy is normal. <laughs> hey, you see Carl? Carl's banging his head on the wall. I'm, not, I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. That's fair. All right, uh, your question. All right. Mine is, the first one is going to be like, it, it's however you want to interpret, um, whether it's like use or what it looks like. Like, it's just what you think is best. 10 is being best, uh -huh. and one is the worst. Duct tape. Duct tape, just as a tool. What? Is, how do I rate duct tape? Just what just do you rate? General? Just what do you rate duct tape in uh, life? I'd say six. Oh, I would say nine. Oh. Duct tape is so helpful. Okay, I would. But when I was younger, I would have said higher. But one of the issues with duct tape is after you leave it for a long time, oh, the it dries oh, out, sure. and yeah. then it. Yeah. And then it's hard to use, and then it gets all like gross. Yeah, especially if you try to peel it that's, off. That's fair. Yeah. And then, or it dries out, and then it just like doesn't work anymore. And it, yeah, true. Oh, okay. Although, as I've gotten older, the king of all tapes, in my opinion, is now gaff tape. Gaff tape because I've I've worked in the industry. The the many many uses of gaff tape, mm. but like still duct tape. Yeah, 
when you put it on, you just realize like this is not coming off for any reason. <laughs> this is here for now, forever. But I think it's funny too because it's called duct tape, but they don't use it on ducting anymore. Oh, actually, any kind of duct right? They they use it. They use aluminum tape or something else like that mm. instead because it doesn't dry out like duct tape does. Get all wrecked mm. up. But I mean, you could do a lot with duct tape. You could. You could. Well, back in the day, MacGyver was the man, so he used <laughs> duct tape for everything. You guys are too young for that, but <laughs> MacGyver was a good show. I watched, I think, like two episodes. I think as an adult, I actually like blue tape, the like painters tape, yeah, masking tape. Because when you like have a house or a place, dude, oh, tapes yeah, the or walls other stuff just oh, yeah. take stuff off or like that's that's true. Yeah, I just use it for anything, even like. In the beginning, we didn't have chip clips, so I would just use blue tape <laughs> to, to close the bag. <laughs> yeah. You have a long conversation about the, the yeah. uses of tape. Yeah. All right, Damon, you got one for us? All right. I'm going to throw this one out there because my daughter has been like dying to get this item. Oh, shoot. Uh, because it's the trendy thing for her basketball team, and it's a trendy thing, I guess. I don't see it. I never wanted this item, but okay. she's been dying to get it, and she finally got some, and she was so excited. So, okay, what is your rating for Crocs? Oh. I, I, I might have had a conversation about this on another podcast. I'm going to say two. I was also actually going to say two. <laughs> the I, only reason why it's that high is because my brother gave me a pair <laughs> for Christmas one year. So Otherwise, it'd be a one. The only reason I have it too is because I've never owned them, so I can't judge the quality of a Crocs. I've never owned one. Okay. But, like... I will admit Crocs, so I... The, the only time I really wear them is when I let my dog out in the backyard and I have to go pick up his crap. <laughs> so it's, it's, easy, it's, it's easy just <laughs> to slip on and go. Or if I have to like pick up stuff real quick like or do some really quick yard work stuff. So I keep them by the back door and just like slide them on and slide them off. Outside of the eyes of public. But, I, <laughs> but one thing I do know is a lot of healthcare workers use them. Mm. And they really like 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 my wife really likes them and I'm like I mean like I guess they're easy but golly like out of convenience they use them out of convenience like just comfortability and I guess people don't think they look that bad but I'm like I I just don't get it. That's that's constant exposure is what it is. I just don't get it. All right, see, so I am not crazy because <laughs> no. I agree with you guys and I I thought my daughter was like you want Crocs? Why, why does everybody want Crocs right now? I know. It's got to be a young, super young person thing. Well, the jibbit no, but thing I've too. Seen, I've seen a lot of older people that wear them too. So, But yeah. I, I thought it was just me, but no. 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 Okay, I'm not I'm not alone. The, in the jibbit thing is such a is such a, a, a scam for money too. Oh, but yeah. I, mean, I mean, if people like it, people like it, but. That's why you got to go on Amazon and get like a hundred for 20 bucks or something. <laughs> like I'm assuming they're dirt. Are they dur durable? Do they rip easy? I guess, I, yeah, I mean, I don't even know what material that is. It's not like rubber, obviously. It's like almost like rubber. Yeah, it's, it's almost it's like really a, similar. Like, it's like a, yes, I don't know. It's like a vinyl plastic rubber yeah. combination type thing. Just, yeah. yeah, it's just not for me. Yeah. That's so interesting. Yeah. Okay, well, let me let me break the ice with another question. Okay, the last round of questions. One out of ten. Ten, let's just say this. Ten being smooth like butter, best you've ever heard. Oh, shoot. One being atrocious, please turn it off. Okay. One through ten. I want you guys to rate your own podcast voices. Oh. And ten is smooth like butter. Smooth like butter. You like maybe so good you could fall asleep to it. However, however you want, however you want to view ten is like the best podcast voice you can ever think of. 
like maybe James Earl Jones type. I'm feeling like however you guys want to do it, Morgan Freeman, and one might be someone we won't mention, but <laughs> like you know, like one being bad. Um, all right, the first number that came to mind was six. Hmm. I I would have said five because it's right down the middle, and I feel like it's just average because I think personally you don't like it, but six because. There was a couple people that were like, oh, you actually have a good voice for podcasting. And I never thought that. So I, I was just including that into my rating and bumping it up one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. This is hard for me because growing up, I always hated hearing my own voice. But now you love it? No, I, <laughs> I'm, no I, I'm not saying that I love it, but I've gotten used to it, yeah. right? Because you know, you're a host. Since I'm listening to myself all the time, all the time. It, it, I had to get used to it. Um so it's hard for me to judge my own self because if it was up to me, I'd say probably a lower score. But people have told me that they like my podcast voice. Nice. So I'll, I guess I'll say like seven. Nice. It, it, but it's like, like I said, it's hard for me to rate myself because I have that baggage from when I was growing uh, up of yeah. not liking it. Yeah. So I think your voice is dynamic in like the amount of energy that is felt through. Like you're able to get excited or like sound chipper where I think sometimes I'm just like, like oh, just like monotone or he's. That's why we can balance each other out. Yeah, unless I get crazy or like joke <laughs> around, I think that's when it changes. But other than that, it's just kind of like the same. Interesting. That's a, well to your credit, David. The past hundred years, because now out of recordings, we can hear our own voices. It's very natural for you to not like your own voice, just as humans, and you hear it ten percent higher than it actually is, and so that's okay. Most of us don't like it to begin with. That's You'd have crazy. to be a very type of you have to, a very type of person to enjoy your voice from the get go the first time. What type of person is that, huh, well, Brandon? Uh, I think it's your turn to ask the question, Brett. But you know, it takes a very specific type of person to love their voice. So, all right, mine is again, however you want to rate it, ten being the best, one being the worst, licorice. Oh. Wait, which one, red or black? Red. Oh, it doesn't matter. Red licorice. One. Nine. One. Oh, one and nine. I, Opposite ends of the spectrum. I just don't like licorice. None of the kinds. Red vines. Every time there's that giant bin from Costco or whatever, I just never even touch it. Oh, wow. Ne- never go near it, ever. Oh, man, I could probably finish one of those whole things by myself. <laughs> I know. The red vines. Because what are the other ones? Twizzler and... Oh, Twizzlers are one. Yeah, Twizzlers are weird. They're both one. That, just... Twizzlers are like waxy and like... I don't know, but yeah, red vines. Know. Oh man, I just never jumped on that train. That's okay. I think I've tried, and I, and I was like, no, not for me. But I like them when they're fresh. Like my mm. wife likes them when they're hard. Like oh, after they're stale like a little super bit, hard to rip apart. Yeah, so yeah. I like them at the beginning, and if there's any leftover, then she can have the rest. <laughs> my 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 wife's mom will sometimes intentionally like hide a pack because she likes them like that when mm. they're older and they're like harder. Like right before they're about to become a hard candy, um, so she'll like make them go stale <laughs> intentionally because that's the way she likes. It doesn't it. like get stuck in your teeth. Not too bad. Uh, I, mean, I got jacked up teeth. Just save it for later. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's better than like other gummy candies. I would say when yeah. it comes to your teeth. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. How oh, interesting. It is a specific flavor though, because it's kind of like, it's I mean, licorice it's licorice. Flavor, yeah. yeah, it's not like strawberry or cherry or I mean, Twizzler tries to do that, uh-huh. but. I'm not a fan of Twizzler. Would I'm, black licorice be lower for you? Oh, black licorice is like negative five. <laughs> oh, <dang. laughs> that's a unique 
ta- I don't know if I've ever even tasted a black licorice. I just know it's nasty. It's pretty strong. Yeah, I tasted it once. I was like, I don't need to eat this. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Damon, close us out with the last one. All right. So, like I said, I'm a pretty loyal listener, and I keep hearing all this Laker talk. Yeah. So I had to throw <laughs> in a good question because. Okay. Sometimes I feel like, oh man, they're talking about Lakers again. I got to turn it down. <laughs> okay. So for your ranking. Okay. Blake Griffin. We're going to we're going to contextualize this before we answer. Damon is a huge Clippers fan. Yeah. And he is a huge hater on the Lakers and whenever it comes up, it, he's just an instant shutdown. You know what? I actually think he's not a hater of the Lakers. I think there's somewhere in his soul where he actually likes the <laughs> Lakers, but there's hope. He just has loyalty to the Clippers now and so Okay, yeah. I did used to like the Lakers. There it is, but deep in the soul. <laughs> no, it's not recording now. <laughs> but that's because Magic Johnson was my favorite player, and I felt like they kind of did him a little dirty when uh, all that stuff oh, went yeah. down. Mm. So it was kind of like, oh, I can't like them anymore. They they didn't have his back. I didn't feel like they had his back. I see. Yeah, I see. I see. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So it's there somewhere, <laughs> just deep. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> not any. Not in, not anymore. <laughs> Okay, Blake, uh, Griffin. Blake Griffin. Well, for Blake Griffin, I would say a seven point seven. I would I would go with a six. Six. I would go with seven point seven because I I I do admire. At his peak, the athleticism yes. and the excitement that he brought to the game. Just like, yeah, he had like no regard for people in front of him when he was going to dunk. So that <laughs> yeah. was sick. Just jump over everybody. Yeah. But I just felt like, I mean, this is just, uh, this is the, the cat, this is the classic you know, guy on the couch watching basketball, how you, you think certain players should be able to do this or do this. I just felt like he could have been, with the tools he had, he could have been better than he was. I mean, I guess you could say that about with everybody, but it's just like how much athleticism and skill, passing, like all the things he had, I felt like he could have just like... Been a lot better than he was. Because he was an all-star, but I feel like he could have been better than that. Well, I mean, there was the one year he was third in MVP voting. True, but yeah. I just feel like he, I feel like it didn't it didn't last as long as it could have. That part I agree. I think that I mean injuries in, injuries played a part in yeah. it, especially the way that he played. Injuries played a part in it, and then the the way but, that the team kind of fizzled, and you find out about the dysfunction later. That probably didn't allow him to stay at that top that top performance the whole time too. Yeah, but as a Clipper fan and as someone that's been a Clipper fan for a long time, Blake Griffin definitely has to be on towards the top of my list just because he changed everything. Like we wouldn't be where we are now where mm. you know they said they released a stat last week I think they said it's like teams that have had a losing season in the last 10 years and the Clippers are the only team in the NBA that hasn't had a losing season in the last 10 years. Oh wow. Oh. And I think a lot of it has to do with Blake Griffin just because of what changing he brought and changing mm-hmm. the culture and changing the excitement around the team. And so... Dude, but the knucklehead Clippers, they were legit. <laughs> All right. Yes, they were legit. And I had season tickets to see them. So it was that was a, a really fun team to, to watch and to go see. But they 
didn't he didn't enough. have the combination of excitement and fun, and they broke or and winning, but they broke it up too fast. Okay, mm. w- real quick, since since you're the Clipper <laughs> fan, from your Clipper fan fandom, or what you think, who's had the most impact, or I mean, oh. you could you could include their career or, or whatever, but oh. I'm gonna say, um. So either one of the one of those Clippers that was a part of that young group that was like made them cool. So whether it's Odom, Quinn Richardson, Darius Miles, anybody from that group, okay, Elton Brand, Blake Griffin, and Chris Paul. If you had to order them in importance for Clippers, or just what you think, how you value them, one to four, what would how would you rank them? Oh, just one to four. Yeah, just those those. That set, those set that I listed. So like one of the the, the young Clippers that were, because um, they all kind Our, of broke up at the same time. Well, they they only lasted like really like three seasons total because they traded Darius Miles for Andre Miller, which I was so excited. That was about your favorite player. That was my favorite player, and yeah. then he sucked on the Clippers. So I was, <laughs> that was like the worst. But uh, okay, I think Blake Griffin because like Number I said, one. he shifted the culture, and now the Clippers are a winning organization and. Mm-hmm. Without Blake Griffin, I don't think there is a Chris Paul. There isn't a Steve Ballmer. There isn't any of this stuff, right? Okay. So I think Blake Griffin is the most important. I think um, probably Elton Brand second, Chris Paul third, and then the knucklehead guys okay. fourth. Just curious. Um, just because, yeah, Elton Brand carried us for Dude, a few years. and he was double-double machine. Yeah, he... he semi put us on the map at that time. It was yeah. like the first time we'd actually had a winning team in a long time and got to go to the playoffs and yeah. J- yeah. That guy was a beast. Like low key beast. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Blake Griffin is I think Blake Griffin will probably be my favorite player forever. Oh. And so this year after the Clippers lost in the playoffs, I was I cheering switched for the Celtics? to Celtics. Yes, cheering for the Celtics <laughs> just because just because I wanted Blake Griffin to get his first ring, and instead DeAndre Jordan gets his first ring. <laughs> very interesting. Very interesting. I'm not much of a basketball head to follow much of that conversation. Sorry, <laughs> it's okay. It was just I just thought I'd ask because I know Blake Griffin is is his favorite, so I wanted to see where if anything else compared to it in kind of the, not eras of Clipper fandom, but I, I think they all had different importance of like what they brought to the Clippers and the Clipper fans. Because when I listen to, and this is a tangent, but I listen to the Knucklehead podcast, Quinn yeah. Richardson, Darius Miles, there's so many players that like commend them mm. for like making the Clippers at least seem kind of cool or like, oh, okay, people want to watch them play or just like, it became because they said they even didn't have their own gym to practice in. Yeah, they were practicing, I think, at Southwest College. Yeah, so it was <laughs> oh, like geez. they go from that to now where they are now. It's like they're kind of paying homage to the people that were there first that kind of maybe not shifted it from that point, but it was like from there the trajectory started going up. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I definitely feel like this group ownership and things like that are trying to honor some of the previous teams and players and things like that. So, I mean... It's fun for me. It's nostalgic because those are some of the teams that I grew up grew up with and watching. Although, I mean, I started being a Clipper fan way before them, even <laughs> when it was Eric Pajkowski. Before that, is like Lloyd Vaught and like oh gosh, yeah, guys like guys Olo like Olo Candy. Even before Olo Candy, <laughs> it's like Pooh Richardson and Lloyd Vaught and Tyrone Nesby, Rodney Rogers, and yeah, Tyrone <laughs> Nesby. Those those types of players, you know. So nice. 
So you went through the glory days. Yeah, I, I started out. I started out when we were terrible. I went through the doldrums of being a Clipper fan, and now, now I you get, get to see them win. Enjoy a little bit, although yeah. we haven't won the the ultimate prize. You're right. Yeah, because you know those Lakers just keep taking it from us. <laughs> the resentment I'm, grows. I'll, I'll give it up for them. They have had the opportunities to win the championship way more than us, even in the past ten years. It happens. It happens. It has made it fun in LA, but um, we'll 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 put aside the basketball and the and the Laker <laughs> Clipper, all of that kind of talk to the side because um, I think one thing that that I think I've talked to you a little bit about before, Damon, that I thought would be a good conversation to have is the topic of humility. You know, and I think it, it fits with us rating different things. We all have our own perspectives in like what is worth or what is the best or mm-hmm. what is the worst or. I don't like hearing myself, so I would rate myself at this. Or And so humility often comes into play in this, like, almost in this essence of, like, oh, if you're humble, then you're seen in a positive light. Mm. And so then you're going to act or do things to make it either seem like you're humble or show that you have humility. And, I, and while I don't think that's a bad thing, in my own personal experience and understanding, I feel like humility is something that people don't often understand what it actually is. Would you agree or do you disagree with that statement? Yeah, I think um, today's society and today's culture has kind of mixed up some of the definitions of what things actually mean. Mm. So, for example, I think this is... When you said we talked about this before, I think this is kind of where we're going. But one of the things that I feel like is a pet peeve for me, I guess you would say, mm-hmm. is, uh, you know, when you go watch like award shows or you see when people win a championship or get an award or, you know, they're uh, getting an honor. Mm-hmm. Right. A lot of times the first thing that they say, I'm so humbled by this award. I'm so humbled that I got this thing. Right. Mm-hmm. And kind of like you said. Being humble is the kind of the trendy thing, and it, it's <laughs> looked highly upon to be humble. Mm-hmm. But when they say that, really, what I think that they're doing, it's kind of like hum- it's humble bragging, right? So it's mm. they're trying to show off how humble they are. But mm. really, that's not the right definition for what humility is, mm. right? So when we think of humility, right, it's supposed to like look at other people above you mm. or look at yourself below other people, right? Mm-hmm. And that's generally what the definition of humility is. Mm-hmm. But when they do that, so when they say, you know, getting this award humbles me, it's like, so does that mean that normally you think you're better, th- like the aw- better than that award, right? right? Yeah. Like mm. someone gets the MVP. It's like, okay, so this award symbolizes you're the MVP and this humbles you. So it kind of brings you lower. Like, yeah, like oh, I actually yeah. think I'm better than the MVP. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that kind of bothers me, right? Because mm-hmm. I feel like it, it would it would be more realistic or not maybe not realistic, but it would be more genuine for them to say this. I'm so honored by this. Mm. Like that really should, to me, that really shows humility. It's like, I don't, I don't look at myself in this light. Mm. So I'm honored that you guys have chosen me to be in this position. Right. Mm. To me, that's what real humility is, is when they're actually seeing this as an honor, like you choosing me to be the MVP that actually raises me up. Mm. Right. Right. And humility is actually supposed to kind of put you or not, put you down but you're supposed to self like 
put yourself in a place where you're seeing other people above you. Mm, mm-hmm, and mm. I, so I think society's kind of mixed the two up and they're kind of backwards now. Yeah. How do you feel about that, Brandon? No, it's just an interesting thing of like, yeah, it, people are warping how they see humbleness and humility where um, usually people who are truly humble won't say the words I'm humble. humble. Yeah, I, I'm <laughs> humble, right? Like, like you always hear those things like, oh, did I, did I tell you how humble I was? It's like that, like that just doesn't make sense in the context of what's going on. Yeah. And I'm just, yeah, I agree with you, Damon. I'm just like, it's, it's weird to say the word humble or humility for someone to actually truly be humble right and um and i we've all heard that quote of humility is not thinking uh less of yourself it's thinking of yourself less mm. um and just that idea of you know it's not about me how can we do this as a team how can we um like i wasn't alone when i did this and like it was it was a group effort or whatever um and yeah humility isn't about raising your puffing yourself up right it's just like being very gracious and kind of rec- recognizing it's not just about you yeah i think like two of the biggest things that bug me when it comes to humility is one, it is like quote unquote lowering yourself, but it's not, it's not, you you don't try to like, like take a dig at yourself necessarily. Right. It's not, it's not saying that I'm not good enough. Like I suck. So, you know, and then I think the other thing too is, it's like, I know people are, 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 are very wary of, coming off as like cocky i think that's why people are scared to speak in in a way that shows like what they do have how they are gifted that their abilities because as soon as somebody says that then they're kind of like okay this guy or this person thinks they're legit and so the easy route or the safe route seems to be like oh no like i'm not that good or you know and kind of to knock yourself down which I think, yeah, like with the mixed and warped definitions too, it, you, it makes people think that that's what humility is, is to say how yeah. I'm not good at this and I'm not good at this, but it's like in my own experiences, I've, I've seen it a lot where somebody still achieves something or does something and then they say, well, it's, I'm not really that smart or I'm not really that good. And then it's kind of like, okay, what about then all the other people who weren't able to get what you got? Then what are you saying about them as well? Like you're disrespecting that honor or that yeah. award or whatever that is. Yeah, and I think that um, kind of in that vein, it's very cultural for us, right? We all have Asian heritage, right? And mm-hmm. that's very Asian is to, you know, knock yourself down, mm. look at yourself as like, I'm not good enough, I'm not good enough. Everybody else... But I feel like I mean, even that, that's like a false humility, right? Mm Because you're not mm -hmm. really looking at yourself in the the proper perspective. Mm -hmm. You're looking at yourself as like, like way below where you actually should be looking at yourself. And that's Mm -hmm. not, that's not real humility either. You, okay. This is so random and it came to mind when we're talking about humility. You want to know one of the most like braggadocious slash things that I've said to somebody before. (laughs) All right, so remember when um, Jeremy Lin was going crazy and there's Lin Sanity yeah, and like, yeah. right? It's like Asian guy, he's killing it in NBA, he's Christian, da, da 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 right? And then all of a sudden, all these girls are like, oh, like Jeremy Lin, like, you know, that's like the dream. Like, just he's eight, like, just everything that he was doing, he seemed, you know. Well, he, he also went to Harvard. Yeah, he went to Harvard. <laughs> Smart guy. He was in the NBA. He was 
going crazy. He was sharing about his faith. He was talking about his journey. And then all of a sudden, like, you know, especially, you know, girls that w- would follow the NBA or girls that were Asian would be like, oh my gosh, Jeremy Lin's like, right. And at one point I got so <laughs> sick of hearing that because I was just like, he's good. But in the NBA, I was like, I don't think he's that good. And like, it was just like, he, he got really hot. And you okay. just got mad because he balled up Kobe. That's why. <laughs> no, no. Okay. I not. Okay. There was a part of me that was like, if I was his size, I would like to see myself play against him and see what would happen. I'm not saying that I would win, <laughs> but I'm just not convinced that like he was that dominant. He he did play really well, and my opinion has changed since some. But so. the most braggadocious thing I said, I was getting so sick of it that this one girl or there's like girls that would say this stuff or they would say like, Jeremy Lin's the best, da 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 da, and then I told them. I'm the closest thing you're ever going to get to Jeremy <laughs> 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 so I, I hope Jeremy Lin gets to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> so we're talking about humility and how you view yourself and stuff. For some reason, that just came into mind. Like, dude, that was a really idiotic thing. <laughs> but looking back, it's pretty funny. And you were 35. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. But I, I think the thing, too, that I realized about humility is and and I do want to bring God into the picture in that like when we talk about like who we are and the way we are to me a, a sense of humility because it's like if if you're in a place of humility you're you're raising something above you I think in that relationship with God I think the thing that I was convicted of is that I feel like true humility is knowing exactly how the creator has created you and giving honor for that. Right. Instead of saying like, I'm not that smart, but God just had me do this or I'm not that skilled, but you know, and it's like, okay, yes, there is some grace involved. There might be some luck. There might be some other things, but really if you're like, you know, God made me studious or hardworking. And so I tried my hardest I don't really feel good about it, but I still passed. It's like giving honor to God. So putting yourself lower, obviously, and giving honor to God that the way that he has designed you and he's made you is the thing that you can be comfortable and confident in and not like feel like you have to either put yourself above the the standard or the mark or, you know, bag on yourself. So it seems like by a miracle, you are able to just do A, B, C, and D. How, how do you guys feel about that? Or what do you guys think about the opinion that I have? Does it make sense? Yeah. I, th- I, I, I was going to say something very similar when you, when you jumped in to say that I was mm. going to say to me, I think what God has been revealing to me about humility is it's really just seeing yourself in reality. Mm. Right. Mm. And so it's not seeing yourself higher than you are. It's not seeing yourself lower than you are, but it's seeing yourself the way that you actually are. Right. And so what humility is then is when we see ourselves the way that we are and then we choose to raise up other people and mm. choose to think about other people and choose to care about other people in a way that makes it seem like, wow, they actually really care about me. Mm. And I think the reason that that's important is because I believe that God wants to bless people and God wants to bless us, but he can't bless us if we're not seeing ourselves in the correct light, mm. right? So when we raise our, when we puff ourselves up and we feel entitled to things, and God tries to bless us, then we're not able to receive it the right way because we feel like, oh, this is just, I'm just getting what I'm entitled to, Mm. right? 
And then, but if we're also pushing ourselves down too far and not seeing ourselves in reality and God tries to bless us, it's like, oh, I don't deserve that. Or, oh, and we're, we're still not able to receive it. Mm. And so really, I feel like for us to be able to receive the blessings that God has for us, we have to see ourselves in reality and mm. how we actually are. And then we can receive what he has for us as blessings and, mm. and be grateful and thankful for that too. Mm. I, I, I keep thinking of, um, it rides this really fine line of, um, self-confidence mm. of where if you're overly confident, of course we know super cocky and like, you think you can do it all. But then when your confidence dips too low, like I can't do this and you're not affirming yourself and who you are created to be. And I think humility is just that, that real fine line of like, you know who you are, you know what you're got, but you know, that's not always about you. And you know that there are other stations that there, there are other people that you can bring up with you mm-hmm. and kind of just finding that line. And there are all times in our lives when our confidence is shaken and kind of just thrown in the trash and other times where we're, we're feeling super high. And I think humility is kind of just riding that very fine line of, you know, how, how can I be, um, not, not necessarily the best at everything, but it's like, how can I be even keeled and kind of controlling my thoughts or my emotions when the time needs it to be? I wanted to ask you guys, cause I feel like I, I agree that there, there is a fine line in, in, in your actions and the words that you say and how you are. Um, but I feel like something that's tied to humility is also like the opposite or something that I think people may struggle with. And like, that might be pride, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Cause it, once you start seeing yourself in a certain light, then you become prideful or the things that you've accomplished, right? It, it adds to your pride, but there's also, you know, a healthy amount of pride. And so I wanted to ask each of you, or, I mean, we could all share if, has humility or pride, have you had experience e- either way it being difficult or easy or what one way you've really learned like either that, oh, wow, I, I learned that I was way too prideful. I told this chick that I was the best thing, that <laughs> closest thing to Jeremy Lin that she would ever get. <laughs> or has there been a, a time where you've really seen somebody else or experienced humility that kind of has shifted you to have these views because not everybody does, right? We said like, we feel like society, culture, a lot of people we know, or, or when we hear people, they might not have the same definition and understanding or the perspective that we have on it. And so we all had to either gain that perspective or learn it from some more or experiences. So I, I just thought it might be interesting to hear um, from either side of either side of the coin. Well, as you were talking, it kind of reminded me of a conversation we just had, I think, yesterday about mm. coaches and mentors, mm. right? And so I think for me, um, when I have felt too prideful, it's I've had a lot of experiences with coaches that have kind of put me in my place. Oh. <laughs> right? So one that came to mind was uh, when I first started running cross country, I was coming off of playing basketball, and then I started running cross country. And in basketball, right, your, your coach tells you, go hard all the time. Mm-hmm. You got to work hard all the time, right? So that was my mentality coming into cross country. And so one of the days for a workout, the coach said, run easy. I'm like, what does easy mean? <laughs> right? So I'm like pushing the pace. That would have been music to my ears. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what easy is. I'm just going to go, right? And then uh, so I'm, I'm going and then my team's like trying to keep up with me too. And it's supposed to be easy day, right? And then so my coach pulls me aside. He's like, you need to stop. So like everybody keeps going and he like stops me. So we're standing next to you. I'm like, 
I got to keep up with them. Like, we're, what, why are you stopping me? So he had to like kind of put me in my place and, and let me know that in cross country, we don't do things the same way that we do in basketball. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I had to check myself. So mm-hmm. like another time too, uh, kind of similar situation was he was trying to do some tryouts for who's going to be on varsity and who's going to be on JV. Right. So I was like, okay, this is my time. I have to prove myself that I, I deserve to be on varsity. So I like ran really hard at the beginning. And he, so he turns to me, he's riding his bike while we're running. He turns to me, he's like, Hey, you really want to be on varsity, huh? And so I, I look back and I'm like, I don't want to be on varsity. I am varsity. <laughs> 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 yeah. So then he put me in my place after that. Too. <laughs> but, JV bench. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so I, I feel like for those times that, you know, we kind of puff ourselves up, right. That That's when we have coaches that can help us to see ourselves in the correct light. Uh, at other times we might feel down. We f- might feel like we need a little pick me up and we have mentors for those times that mm. can help speak into us, help encourage us, help to, to pull us back up. Cause really I think people are the most flourishing when they see themselves the way that things actually are. Mm-hmm. Right. And they're not trying to prove something. They're not trying to puff themselves up or they're not trying to, or they're not wallowing in, in despair or things like that. Mm. So I, you know, kind of, we had that conversation, I think yesterday about mentors and, and, uh, coaches and how we need both in our lives to help us to see ourselves in in Mm. reality. Mm. Mm -hmm. Thanks for sharing Mr. Varsity. (laughs) (laughs) Brandon, you have any, any experiences or, um, ways that you have, have learned or, or yeah, wrestled with either of the two? Uh, I'm just trying to pick one from the list. (laughs) Um, I think the f- one of the first ones that come to mind was um, I. It was a learning experience, and uh, I was training to. So I was I was in the Boy Scouts, and I was training to do my final, I guess like interview, um, for before you become an Eagle Scout, mm. and I was being prepped by one of the the leaders, and he asked me this interview question, and I I went on for like five or 10 minutes. And I was like, you gotta do this. And, and I was, I was like, cause I really knew what the question was about. And I was giving him all these details. He's like, Brandon, Brand, you, got, you gotta stop. Stop. You're giving me all the icing on this cake. Just give me the cake. That's all I need. And so he was telling me like, you, you just need to tone it down and give them exactly what they need. And for me, it's changed the way that I've had to explain things. And my, I think I was like, I just want to get across, like, I know all these things and mm. I can give you everything that you want. Mm. But, but what he was saying was like, you're over explaining. You're doing way too much. <laughs> Give them exactly what they're asking for, but in a nice, concise, mm. easy way. And it was me saying like, like, man, I have to really check the processing that's going through my head and really understand what's going on. And so it was, that was one of the first things. And that, that same leader, I think I was like, I was really young. I had to be in like seventh grade. And you were getting your Eagle Scout in seventh no, no, grade. No, 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 no. Another, another time. Another, oh, another moment. I'm sorry, sorry. <laughs> I was gonna say, no, no, dang. No, 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 no. You could be uh, proud of that, man. <laughs> I was, I was 16 when I stopped Boy Scouts, uh, and no. I didn't finish my Eagle. Um, there was another time the same, the same Scout leader. What was I doing? I think I was, I was, I was trying to get my other uh, Boy Scouts of my age. Oh, we're on the same grade. I was trying to get them to like do better about their tents or something like that. I was yelling or I was, I was kind of getting mad at them for something. And then he had to pull me aside of just like, 
Brandon, that's not how we do things. And I was, I thought I was better than the uh, my other scouts of like you're doing it right. You have to do it this way. Mm. And he he had, he had a very stern talking to, and it was just reminding me of it's not always about my way or the highway kind of thing. Mm. And that same leader, who I haven't talked to in a while, I probably should. Um, he had to put me in my place many many times mm. of just a stern. This is what I need to hear, Sergeant Brandon. <laughs> it was. It was, it was, Boy Scouts changed my life, man. Yeah, and in that same vein, I think one of the most humbling experiences that I've had was some of the people that I've had to guard and play basketball against. Uh. Um, as much as I joked about the whole Jeremy Lin thing, um, <laughs> in, in my one season of varsity, I, I was, my task was to play point guard, but then also just guard the best player on the other team. And um, most of you listeners know me, so you know my build. <laughs> I am 5'9", and if you think I'm skinny now, when I was in high school, I was even skinnier. And most oftentimes, it had me guarding somebody who is over six foot. Some of those guys went on to play college basketball. Some of those guys were even bigger than that, and they weighed like twice my weight. And I mean... When somebody, when you do everything you can possible and the other person is still able to just like have their way with you, it, it didn't hurt my feelings. Like I didn't get down on myself to the point where I'm like, dude, I suck. It was just like, there are so many people that are better at basketball than me. And some of it is just, I can't control any of it. And so I think I gained such a huge respect for the game of basketball itself. And even though my coach would be yelling at me and tell me that's too easy, you're letting them score, you know, and there's like, I'm like, there's no way I'm stopping this guy. <laughs> but I think one of the coolest moments I had was, so in high school, I played against these guys and there's this guy who ended up winning um, the, the suburban league, the league MVP. And he, you know, he could have went to play college ball or whatever. I, I play on my, so this is like after I graduate and, and I'm in college, I go to play on one of my friend's adult teams, right? And this, is, I'm thinking, okay, we'll be pretty good because a lot of us have played high school ball before, right? I get, I get, I walk into the gym and the other team walks in and I see that same guy <laughs> and I kind of start having flashbacks. <laughs> like, oh no. But, you know, I mean, the league is for fun. We're still playing to win, but we're playing for fun. And so we're playing, and the guy is just as good, if not better. And we end up losing, but we, we played competitively. And after the game, I go up to him. And I'm like, hey, like, I remember you. you. You torched me back in high school. Like, it's cool to see you again. How you doing? And he was very, he could have been, like, super cocky. He could have been. But he told me like he remembered me and we were talking and he was laughing about it because, I mean, he knows what he did on the court and he remembers in the past. But it was just cool that like there was a level of respect, even though I didn't match up with him at all. Mm. And so I think it, it showed me like the love that I do have for basketball and what it does bring out. And it's like even in, in a a situation where I'm overmatched, there's like a level of respect. And so I think that was a good lesson for me in 
seeing somebody also be humble on the side that where they very easily could have just been like, I own you. <laughs> I own you. <laughs> I've owned you then and I own you now. Nothing has changed. But no, I, I think seeing just the level of talent and experiencing that was like, wow, there are just people that are so gifted and great for them. <laughs> but I, I think in, in closing kind of with this topic, or did you have something to say? Oh yeah, I have something that. Oh I wanted yeah, you wanted to, oh, you yeah. wanted to jump in. I forgot you wanted to jump in. Yeah, what, what, what there was something that I wanted to kind of reference. Something that you guys talked about before on the podcast. Okay, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. so on one of the previous podcasts, there you guys had an opportunity to rank yourselves. Yeah, have you seen the movie? Oh, She's yeah. out of my league. Yes, I have seen the movie. <laughs> Great, <laughs> movie. <laughs> Great movie. <laughs> Great movie. <laughs> Better I, than I thought. <laughs> I think the only reason I watched that was because you recommended it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Me too. Because it, nice. it was like way later. It was yeah. like. That was the same way I tricked Brandon into watching it. I was like, oh, this movie's like pretty good. I don't know. Have you seen it before? He's like, no. I was like, oh, do you want to watch it? He's like, sure. And then we watched it, it and he was actually really surprised. Well, yeah, I think it's also because that. someone else that we know and we respect thought they liked it too. And I was like, really? They watched that movie? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, maybe I should watch this and find out what it's about. So. I don't want to say who it is, but <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So there was a previous one where you guys had to rank yourselves. And I think both of you guys put yourselves as sevens. I think somewhere around there. So, six or so, seven. Yeah. I so, think I said I was a hard seven. I thought I might've said seven or six. I don't remember. Okay. What I said. Something that I think to me, it was too low for sure. Mm. And then as I was thinking about it, I thought, oh, this might actually fit. Cause I think, I think I've felt all along that we were going to talk about humility or being humble mm. um, when I when it was my turn to come on the podcast. Mm. So I was like, okay, I'll say I'll put this in my back pocket. Nice. <laughs> okay. But really what it was was if I think part of what you guys were talking about too was how you felt both felt like you guys married up and like <laughs> oh. like your wives are like 10 and then you guys are like seven or six or something like that. That was us trying to score points and be humble, Damon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> he doesn't believe you. <laughs> No, that, I, I do think that, that there is some motivation there, right? To mm-hmm. say like, oh yeah, we married up, like to kind of honor them, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But what I felt in that moment and something that I feel like in my marriage or just something that God has been showing me is that really he wants us to look at ourselves, not because when we say like I'm a seven and she's a 10 or something like that, really mm-hmm. then what does that tell her? It's like, oh, you settled for something. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. you're not good enough to get a 10. You had to settle for a seven. <laughs> like you right? could have got the MVP, but you went down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But right. But it's like, we're trying, we say that so that we're trying to make them see, feel good, but really like underneath all that, it's right. like, oh wait, right. I'm mm. settling for a seven. Like right. mm. my, my man is only, you know. Yeah. A C. I, yeah. <laughs> it's like, I could have had, a 10, but I settled for a seven. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's something that I wanted to bring out when we talk about it is really for you guys, as you guys continue in your marriages, since you guys are both newer in your marriage, Mm -hmm. I think that's something Mm -hmm. that you guys need to, I don't, I don't want to say need, but it's something to kind of be introspective about is Mm. seeing yourself for who God really made you to be and, and looking at it like that, like, okay, you might feel like you're a seven and she's a 10, but what does she deserve or mm. what, what do, what do I feel like God wants to give her? Does mm-hmm. God want to give her a seven or does God want to give her a 10 mm. or does God want to give her an 11? Right. Mm. And then, and then how will that make her feel when it's like, 
wow, I got an 11. Like my, my, this is my man. Right. And it's mm-hmm. not just like, oh, this is my man, but it's like, <laughs> right? it's, like difference. it's like, yeah. this is my man. Right. And, and how, and how does that actually, how does that actually make her feel good about herself mm. when I think it was all in good, you know, sport spirit, like you're trying to make them feel good. Like, oh yeah, she's a 10 and I'm a seven. But I think underneath all that really, it tells them, Hey, you're settling for something less than what you, mm. what you should. Mm. And so I think that's been something that God's been showing me. Cause I, I feel like I was in the same boat. Mm. So I'm just trying to pass on some wisdom, wisdom from being married for a lot longer than you guys have. <laughs> but you know, really, I feel like as uh, you guys recognize how awesome God has made you. And as you guys step into that, that will really speak into your wife mm. and help them to see like, wow, God really loves me because he gave me this man. Mm. Right. And it took me a long time to start actually moving in that direction. Mm-hmm. But I really feel like kind of like I was sharing earlier, like we need to see ourselves in reality mm-hmm. and not just, okay, I'm going to put myself down or I'm not going to raise myself up, but who did, who am I really? Mm. And how does me stepping into and living out of who I really am, how does that impact my my spouse? Because I think that will really help them to see like, wow, God really cares about me because I, this is this is my husband. This mm. is who he gave to me. Mm-hmm. This is who he brought to me. Mm. And so for, for both of you guys, you know, I definitely see both of you guys as much more than six or seven. Mm. Um, and so I, I feel like, your wives are very blessed to have you guys as husbands, as leaders, as people that are really trying to um, grow in your faith and grow in your leadership and grow in your just in your personal spiritual walk and how that's going to impact your your wife and your future families. I think that's you know really what God is calling men to be. Mm. And so for each one of you guys, I just want to speak that into you and you know. Hopefully your wives down the line will appreciate the men that God has given to them too. For sure. Appreciate that. I'm very humbled by, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you hear that wives? We're not sevens. You hear that? <laughs> God doesn't make sevens. He only makes tens. There we go. God doesn't make sevens. He makes tens. Only tens. Only tens. So you're a 10 and you're a 10. No, I'm just <laughs> this isn't Oprah. <laughs> But like always, we, we appreciate you, Damon, and, and your words of wisdom, and you're just taking the time. I know you're busy and um, might be pushing your bedtime pretty soon, but we appreciate <laughs> you because um, you got to wake up at like, you know, crack of dawn. But we appreciate you coming on and, and spending time with us, having fun and, and giving us your insight. Um, you're somebody we definitely look up to in, in, in many ways and are, are glad that we can receive some words of wisdom from you. So we appreciate you being here. Thank you very much. And you will currently now hold our oldest guest on the podcast. <laughs> so you're going to hold that record, and I hope you enjoy that. <laughs> well, we'll see how long that record lasts for. <laughs> be that's honored. A, yeah, that's it. Yeah, accept that award with honor, not humility. Yes, I, I am very honored to be the oldest guest on your podcast. And uh, I... I don't know what else to say, but you know, You're I, welcome. I, I, I had a lot of fun coming on, you know, like I said, I've been loyally listening to you guys. Just, I, it's been cool to see how you guys have grown as hosts and how, uh, just really the conversations have been flowing and how 
you know, compared to when your episode one, everything's mm-hmm. so oh, much yeah. smoother and so just the feel is so much better. So keep going, keep doing what you're doing. It was a lot of fun. Just really appreciate you guys and uh, the words of wisdom that you have to share with people and how fun you guys are on on the pod. <laughs> yeah, we like to mess around. Yeah. Yeah. But um, as always, if you ever want to come onto the podcast, if you have some questions that you want discussed, Brandon, give them the email. <laughs> to BZPOD at the gmails.com. You heard the man. Too Say busy. it one more time for them. 2BZ, the number 2BZPOD at gmail.com. And we, we want to hear from you guys. We want more people on here. Yeah, so that Damon doesn't have to hold that record or that award for, for very long. I think, I think well, that means he, you got to call out older people. <laughs> I think he would appreciate if that's not his uh, his only title or award or recognition for this podcast. Yeah, next time I want to be like the funnest or the <laughs> the funniest. Or, we'll good job, it. Brandon. Yeah. After after he just spoke into us, that's what you throw at him. I know. Where's the wisdom? That's it would have been nice to been. Oh, you're the the best looking, or you, oh, you have the best podcast. Podcast voice, or you're the wisest that's been on here. <laughs> we'll, we'll work on that. We're still working on it. All right, but until next time, thanks for listening. We'll catch you with another episode of the Two Bees Podcast. See you later. Go Clippers! Oh gosh. <laughs>